Hello and welcome to the Bath Student Opinion. And today we are joined by Tanisha. She is running for the SU Education Officer. And before we get into your manifesto and policies, tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are, really. Okay, hi guys. Uh, I'm pretty sure most of you would have seen me in the video interview yesterday. I am Tanisha. I'm an international student from India. I'm doing second year politics and international relations. And something about me, well, you must have seen me hop around campus doing various society work. So this year, I'm the chair of Hindu society. I'm working with RAG and Bathstar. In actors, I'm a student casual ambassador, student outreach ambassador. And now I've, I've applied for this post. So I often get questions, you know, like why education, you know, you could, if you're doing so much in the field of activities, you should have just gone for a activity officer or something like that. But I feel that uh, education is something that's very, very personal to me. Like I come from India where the literacy rate is super, super low. It's literally like, you know, three in 10 people must have, you know, attended school. It's, it's that bad. And I feel that, you know, the opportunities we get and you know everything I just wanted to make the most of it and I've been really closely linked to UNICEF India I have designed the curriculum for their kids so I felt that you know why not expand my horizons and you know imply it to university as well well talk about experience that's um that's pretty relevant <laughs> that's let, 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 let's just say and um on your on your manifesto you talk about financial aid especially in the form of scholarships yeah. um do you think currently at least in the realm of of bath there is a problem and perhaps increasing um the aid for disadvantaged students do you think that that in itself would solve the problem in which you're perhaps trying to fix um one of the major issues i feel is that bath is not a russell group university so if it were a russell group university it would have provided financial aid and obviously you know with coming of corona and all like people do have a lot of financial difficulties so this was one of the main uh, things i would like really really like to look into and yeah i am pretty sure it will like kind of reduce the burden for many students and they will be able to study with a free mind and that's something uh, we've discussed on the show and talking about you know the, the admission rates of or the rather low admission rates of disadvantaged young students here at Bath so no we, we totally understand that so regarding the quality of education you also talk about um, perhaps improving the peer mentor relationship and relationship with tutors in that post-covid education world why perhaps is is that the most important or the most pertinent issue for you um, I'll be very honest with you, most of the people, like most of the people who I have met, they do not know who their personal tutor or peer mentor is, including me, even I didn't know that. Until date, I don't know who that person is. And if you ask about the post-COVID world, I feel that's all the more necessary because when you're just into university, like half of the people are still studying remotely, you really you know, need to kind of keep up with what's going on, what I should do for my career, for my assignments. So in that case, you really you know, need a guiding angel kind of a person to tell you you know step by step how to guide you because come on school and university are completely different school was you know more about academics you know like just staying in your shell whereas when you're in university you're supposed to do everything at once you're just thrown into the world 
So I feel in that scenario, and especially as you mentioned the COVID after world, when half of the people are not even there physically, they really do need to know what's happening. And the SEO stories and the Instagram stories and you know group activities aren't enough for a one-on-one -on -one thing to happen. So in that case, I feel that the importance of the peer mentor and personal tutors really increases because somewhere or the other, they are more experienced. They they have been through the same stage, so they'll be able to guide you in a better way. Yes. Yeah, so so the key word for you clearly then is is guiding. It's yeah. just trying to have that combination of not just education but also understanding the system in yeah, which you're exactly, in. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, as you mentioned about system, there's so many international students on campus, so many of them. And including myself, I'm really new to this education system. So this is not what I was taught in school. So obviously, you know, you have to keep up with everything so you do need a guiding angel. Amazing. Yeah, that, that's that's interesting because um, I, I saw that on your uh, manifesto uh, like candidacy statement yeah. um, about the tutor meetings, and um, on a personal level, I uh, haven't had so much of a problem knowing my, my knowing my tutor, um, and from I believe the current policy is that you're supposed to approach your tutor for a meeting. Um, what what are the barriers to to getting that that meeting? You said that like some people that like they say you say you don't even know who your yeah. personal um, tutor is. Um, is is this like a really inconsistent issue across campus? Is there do you want it to be more like sort of timetabled in far more clear, perhaps uh, even maybe like uh, you know clear cut departmental side of things to to make this more clear? Um, I would really really love to implement the timetable part you said. And as far as the personal tutors are uh, I'm concerned, most of the people who are not on campus really don't get a proper induction week. So they don't know that uh. something like this exists. So I would really prefer that, you know, the personal uh, tutor contacts the uh, uh, student rather than it being vice versa. Because, you know, at times students are one, not aware. Two, they are like too shy to, you know, kind of just yes. go out and mail someone. So, you know, the personal tutor messages mails them first, you know, kind of introduces himself or herself, you know, makes them feel comfortable, I guess that's when they'll be able to develop that relationship. Right. And um, yeah, that, that, I guess that, that also links into uh, another question I have, because I've seen a lot of it is based around, uh, like, like you talked about uh, being an international student, you go to get the induction week, it's a lot harder to, um, you know, work on campus. Um, they, I saw that you had a point about uh, online exams and yeah. the, the issues of timetabling yeah. there, um, which, which again was very interesting because uh, what, what, how has, uh, we're supposed to be in quote unquote post-COVID at the moment, when are we having our restrictions lifted. Is it still um, a massive problem for international students to study on campus? Has this issue not been resolved whatsoever? Uh, is that kind of your um, thinking behind, you know, the, the uh, better timetabling for these three hour exams to make them 12 hours instead? Um, so the thing is that still we don't have everyone on campus, one, and two, as you stated, post-COVID. So I'm pretty sure the university will have a provision where the people who are not there physically will be able to, you know, kind of take exams remotely. And obviously then it really kind of varies department to department, you know, something like maybe an engineering department or a mathematics department will require to uh, will require you to give, you know, in-person exams, whether something like a politics or maybe a business school will be fine with the, you know, online exams. So as far as the time is concerned, you know, UK is in the middle of the map. Like if you see it geographically, there are people coming from the east, there are people coming from the west. And they have a lot of time differences. It's huge. And especially because of the winter time, it increased by, an, by another hour. 
So you know, to oversee a comedy, those differences, and to give everyone a fair chance, I would really like to increase the time from three to twelve, uh, from three hours to twelve hours. And apart from that, like we had online exams last sem. I mean, even I had online exams. All my friends had online exams, and even then, we were having an issue because the thing is that you have three hours. Okay. You can't see your notes and Google, so that's what the thing is. You know, you just get so tempted to, you know, kind of research on and on and on to find that one perfect thing that you're unable to complete it in that time frame. It sounds to me like there's there's quite a lot of um, uh, issues here, which are. Uh, where international students are, have so many more problems actually like working within this uh, these timetables it, is is this a real is this an issue with a lack of uniformity on policy across all departments and is um does bath really need to like try to consider international students on a, on a much broader basis a, a, across all issues i would totally agree that bath does need to consider international students on a broader basis because i mean if if i win i would really like to implement this because basically i've taken uh, on my manifesto mainly includes stuff from my first year and my second year i know how it could like you know like how the university could improve my first experience when i came into university i did not know about the new system at all and there was no thing such as you know like like no person was there to guide us and tell us okay you know this is how you're supposed to do your citations this is how you're supposed to write your essays this is the marking scheme you will be given this so i feel that that is kind of really really needed and the university should consider that you know like giving a proper induction training you know maybe devoted a month or two or maybe you know an entire sem because you know then you won't tend to repeat the same mistakes again yes um I would say uh, on a on a different note. Uh, I also noticed that your your first point on your uh, candidacy statement was about extending, well, well having an extra reading week. Yeah. Um, is there uh, have you have you uh, discussed with with any uh, any departments about the feasibility of this? I, th- I think it's very much a, a, a good idea uh, because we do need that one break really yeah. to like you know yeah. reconcile our knowledge. Yeah. Uh, but but how would you propose um, timetabling this in? Have there been any ongoing discussions so far? Um, so as it is, uh, you, you must be aware that there are so many strikes going on. Literally, there are strikes every now and then. So I have, uh, you know, like really envisioned this, like, you know, the week when we have strikes. You know, we could just put that as a reading week. Because that is literally a total wasted of time. It's a zero week. You're not studying. You're not coming to campus. You're just whiling away time. So if we actually name it reading week, and, you know, so I'll obviously get in touch with the activities officer regarding this. You know, maybe we could have some engaging activities for students for that particular week, you know, where they can get to explore their options and, you know, maybe focus more on their career side of the thing, you know, maybe on the placement. So, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and I assume that the most, so in SEM 1, every department does provide a reading week, but in SEM 2, there are only a few departments that provide a reading week. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's more that should be, a bit, a bit like you said about the, uh, in terms of like exam timetabling, personal tutors, there needs to be a broader uniform policies for all departments to, you know, just make yeah. it better for all students. Okay, good. Um, and then uh, my final question, I'd say, is uh, you also mentioned the extensions process, uh, trying to, you know, maybe broadening the criteria for where people can apply for one in terms of, you know, if they have work on societies or their jobs or just in general, yeah. you know, yeah. like uh, like more more broad criteria of stress. Um, what do you think the, the current flaws to the extension process is? Like, what, what's your what was your thought process behind uh, this statement? Um, so currently, uh, as far as my case is concerned, the university has been very good with extensions. But often they ask for proofs. 
like you know you're sick okay you do need to give a proof so i would really like to work on that you know that people are not uh, supposed to provide unnecessary proofs and you know obviously like it's even though if it 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 must be post covid era for the uk but there are still many countries that are battling covid and it's not just covid you know it's you know about the ukraine and russia thing and we do have international students from there so you know obviously there are travel emergencies and all once you're away from home there are thousand things so i feel that students should not be you know like made to justify their reason if it's valid they should be like you know just be like given an extension they should be granted it because as it is you know you don't know the amount of hardship a person is going through at that time you know if they are told to give unnecessary proofs and to justify the thing it just gets on your nerves yes no of course um i think we we've we've all uh, at least had personal moments or you know we've maybe had friends who have who've tried to get an extension yeah, for yeah. A, a reason like you know maybe personal hardship and it's been more difficult so that that's um that's a fantastic idea and i do believe that is that is all of my questions and uh, thank you so much for coming on the show it's been a delight thank you so much for having me over one thing that that, that propped up i think in almost all the questions we asked you there was the importance of communication uh, from at least from the from the university's perspective to the students and as an education officer how would you make sure that you relay the students concerns in a way in which can actually be dealt with by the university a way in which the university can implement the policies in which you're of course are, are, are in your in your manifesto so uh, as part of my manifesto i will be giving uh, sorry giving great importance to the student reps and like you know the course reps so i would want them to act as an intermediary between the university and the students and i would obviously you know release regular surveys who which obviously i'll monitor on my own and if a student has any particular grievance against a particular you know department if they you know want their mark to be increased if they feel you know that they want a proper feedback it will be given to them and especially in terms of people who are studying remotely i would make sure that you know they are being communicated all the information properly yeah that's that, that's something that we've really relied on uh, tom and i studying politics in the last year the student reps you know being able to go to them because often the university um maybe because they're too busy but of course um relaying our concerns and putting it to them in a very uh, concise but also uniform yeah. way so um yeah thank you so much for thank answering so our questions much. today um you've been incredibly eloquent and um especially for your first time on the radio here at Bath. <laughs> so yes. and best of luck with your campaign thank as well. You so I hope much. it's going thank well. You. You, it is. You can vote at the SU website at SU candidates and we do wish you the best of luck thank and you. we would love to have you on the show one day if you are indeed if elected. elected. So thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.